Hey, honey. I'm live. live. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would be live if I was broadcasting, but I'm recording. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, I am Praying Medic, and you're not. Uh, It's been a while since I did a broadcast. Uh, A lot of my friends are complaining because Dave's not on the air. He's not broadcasting. We need somebody to talk us off the ledge. Um, There are a number of reasons why I have not been broadcasting (laughs) lately. We'll get to those in a little bit. Uh, I have been working on a book or two, writing and editing. I'm also reading. I finished up uh, the third book in C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy, uh, This Hideous Strength. It's actually a very good book. It's very slow in the beginning, but the end of it is actually very good. Uh, I enjoyed that book quite a bit, although the second book in the series is my favorite. And today is Testify Tuesday, and I've got something I want to share with you in the way of a testimony. Uh, If you are following me on my podcast, I want to let you know, you should spend some time on my website. (laughs) Go to my website, prayingmedic.com forward slash blog and read the articles I've been posting on there. Uh, Unfortunately, there are just times when I feel like writing and I'm not primarily a broadcaster. I know a lot of people see me, you know, as a broadcaster, but I'm not. Uh, I'm a writer. That is how I primarily communicate my message to the world. So if you're used to me, you know, putting out my podcast messages several times a week, well, Sometimes I don't do that. And anytime you don't see me on social media, you can figure out I'm working on a book. That's what I do. I have to write books. I've got a schedule to keep. Uh, I, I do love writing, and I've been writing a lot and editing a lot. And uh, if you're missing me, you don't know if I got any messages out, go to my website, go to the blog. There's a bunch of messages on there right now that I wrote over the last three weeks. And they have to do with a series of dreams that God has given me about what I believe is going to happen in the future. Now, um, there's a lot of people out there on YouTube and social media talking about what they think is going to happen. I have posted my thoughts on what I believe is going to happen in the future, not based on uh, some imaginary intelligence insider information that I have, which I don't have. Uh, I have been following God for the last 12 years, primarily through dreams. God has led me down this amazing path uh, through thousands of dreams. And many of them are prophetic. I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. In 2011, Denise and I were living in Washington State. We had not yet moved to Arizona. Uh, Our kids were graduating from high school that year. We decided we're going to move to Arizona after the kids graduate. So we were getting ready to make the move. And I think it was probably March or April of that year. Uh, I woke up in the morning with a dream. And I waited for Denise. She woke up. I said, honey, I had a very interesting dream last night. And she said, what was your dream? And I said, well, it was... uh, I was sitting in a title company and I was signing documents to close on a home loan. 
And she looked at me and said, that's kind of crazy because I had the same dream. And I said, what? She goes, yes, I had a dream tonight where I was sitting in the title company and I was signing the documents to close on home loan. We both had the same exact dream on the same night. Now, ask yourself if you or your husband or wife have ever had the exact same dream at all. Then ask yourself if you had the same dream on the same night. The odds of that happening by random occurrence is about a billion to one. Well, uh, I had been following my dreams for several years and I knew God was speaking to us. And I, I believe that he gave us those dreams because a difficult situation was about to happen and we were going to need encouragement. So fast forward, uh, let's see, August of 2011, we're down here in Phoenix and we go to purchase a home. I had transferred down here with the company I was currently working for. And what they didn't tell me was they were going to give me a 50% pay cut for moving. So I ended up at the bottom of the pay scale. Denise ended up uh, unemployed for 10 months. We took a massive hit on our income and we had, we had saved up some money and we, we thought we would qualify for this home loan. So we put in an offer and we put down some earnest money on a home, on this home that we're living in. And everything seemed to be going okay, but we would, uh, we, we would we were talking to our loan officer and on a Friday, the loan officer would say, everything looks good. You guys are, you know, have, have a good weekend. He'd call us on Monday and say, everything is not looking so good. We've got some problems with underwriting. So my employer was being uh, problematic. And the loan process in underwriting got uh, sabotaged. And so we had a very stressful uh, three or four weeks where we didn't know if we were going to qualify to buy this house. Um, at one point, our loan officer had a talk with us on Friday and he said, guys, I got some bad news for you. Uh, we're, we're coming to a point in the loan process where you have to make a decision whether you want to risk your down payment, the money that you've put down in, uh, in, in the event that you don't qualify for the loan. Because at this point forward, you lose your escrow money. The money is in escrow. You'll, uh, you'll lose that if you do not qualify. If you don't feel like you want to risk the money that you've, your earnest money that you put down, today is a day you'd better tell me that you want to back out. Because from this point forward, you're going to lose your earnest money if you don't qualify. And the guy said, I can't guarantee you're going to qualify. There are problems with uh, underwriting. So throughout this process, I kept telling Denise, remember the dreams that we had. We were sitting in a title company signing papers to close on a loan. And I had to do this for her probably four or five, maybe six times throughout the process of the home loan over two months. There was all of these um, hindrances and obstacles to us getting this house. But I kept reminding her about the dream and she wanted to pull out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Remember the dream. We're, we're going to, God's going to get us through this. Just, you have to have faith. You got to believe we're going to get through this. And sure enough, uh, we did 
close on the loan. We were approved and we've been in this house ever since 2011. God gave us those dreams, showing us the future because he knew we were going to be discouraged and disappointed at various times in the process. And he wanted us to know it was going to be okay. God has given me many, many dreams like that since then. All kinds of dreams. Um, I learned about healing primarily through dreams. Most of the things that the Lord has taught me about emotional healing, he's taught me that through dreams. Uh, I never would have learned how to get people healed through prayer if it hadn't been for hundreds of dreams where God showed me and encouraged me. Because yeah, I prayed for like 500 people uh, before I saw anybody healed. I kept going back and going back and going back, praying for people, even though no one was getting healed at the time. I, I persisted through it because God kept giving me dreams where I saw people getting healed when I prayed for them. So God has encouraged me throughout the last 12 years of my life through dreams, giving me a lot of warning dreams. Uh, before YouTube shut me down, uh, I had a dream about YouTube shutting me down a year before they, they took me down. I have had dreams about being deplatformed by Amazon a year before it happened. Um, God has given me a lot of dreams showing things that were coming down the road. I've been getting ready to be deplatformed uh, for two years. Uh, so all of that is to say that, you know, for, for some people, a, a dream is just a dream. Oh, you had too much pizza or, you know, you're, it's your soul working through, you know, the, your subconscious thoughts. Well. For me, that's not what dreams are. From the time I was 20 years old until the time I was 46, I never had a dream. Never had a single dream. I didn't dream when I was an adult at all, ever. And I'm not saying I, I had dreams and I forgot them. I'm saying I never had dreams as an adult until I was 46 years old. And I believe the reason why I never had dreams as an adult is that when I started having dreams in 2008, God wanted me to pay attention to them and take them seriously. And I did because I, I wasn't a dreamer. I never had dreams prior to that. And all of a sudden now I'm getting all these dreams that are showing me things. So I take my dreams very seriously. Um, in 2016, in August of 2016, before President Trump was elected, I had a dream where I saw uh, Trump, in this dream, he had uncovered a massive trove of documents that exposed corruption uh, in uh, government and, and politics and, and other areas of society. He took that information and he made it public. And I took some of that information and I gave it to people who were following me on social media. Now, I, I knew that was a prophetic dream when I had it. I had a, a series of prophetic dreams about Trump in the summer of 2016. You can go back to my website and look at them. Uh, it, it, that particular dream is uh, Trump, uh, the, a wrecking ball to you know, the political establishment or something like that. The point being that when Q started in 2017, after I had been looking through Q's posts for a while, it dawned on me that that dream where Trump had found all kinds of 
uh, documents, classified documents, and secret information, and he was making it public to expose corruption, that dream was showing me what Q is going to do, because I took that information and I gave it to people who are following me on social media. So God showed me more than a year in advance the essence of what Q's operation would be. Um, I've had a lot of dreams over the years about the arrests of corrupt people. In fact, the very first week that Q was posting, November of 2017, I had a dream where I saw James Comey and Robert Mueller flying in a jet to Guantanamo Bay Naval Station to be processed for their crimes. Uh, that was the first week Q was posting. I still have the video. You can go back on my website and check out the video. I did a Periscope broadcast about it. I've had a lot of other dreams showing uh, mass arrests in the last year. Particularly, I've seen I've had a lot of dreams showing arrests of uh, corrupt people. <clears throat> Again, all of that is to say that God has shown me a lot of scenes and vignettes of the future. I have no idea when these things are going to happen. Uh, I don't I don't get <laughs> dates. I don't get timestamps. I don't get you know this month this this week when when god gives prophetic revelation to people he rarely does he ever give them uh, a, a time frame on it he shows you what's going to happen sometimes literally sometimes uh, symbolically but rarely do you get uh, a, a time frame on that but i know because i've been listening to god's voice and he's been leading me through all these dreams that these things are going to happen Here's another example. Uh, before Parler had problems, I had a dream about Parler having problems. About three months before they developed some, some problems, uh, I actually emailed a friend about the dream that I had. And that, that dream was part of the reason why I decided to make my home on CloudHub instead of Parler. I mean, I had an account on Parler, but I didn't post it very much and I wasn't putting a lot of stock in it because of that dream that I had. It was a warning that there were problems coming for Parler. So because I've had these dreams where, where God has shown me things that are going to happen, um, I absolutely believe that the military at some point is going to step in and make some kind of a move that's going to change uh, the complexion of our federal government. Now, um, I was listening to, well, well, some people have heard the interview with General Flynn, where General Flynn said that there is no plan for the military to step in. Uh, I was listening to Monkey Works, and he interviewed a guy a couple days ago. And he, that guy also said, there is no plan for the military to step in and, and do anything. Well, I, I would like to suggest um, an alternative viewpoint on that. Um, if, if the military had a plan to intervene in American politics. And General Flynn was aware of it. I guarantee you he wouldn't tell anybody what he knew publicly for operational security. If there was a plan for the military to step in and General Flynn knew about it, there's no way he's gonna tell anyone publicly about it. Operational security, there's no way he's gonna tell. So what General Flynn said may or may not be true um, he may sincerely think there isn't a plan. If there is a plan and he knows about it, he couldn't tell anybody. So there's no way General Flynn is going to come out and say, oh, there's a plan, the military is going to step in and do all this. 
You're never going to hear that from General Flynn. Now, uh, let me give you an illustration to suggest that maybe there is a plan. Um, in April of 2018, when Bashar al-Assad, president of Syria, decided to drop barrel bombs from two helicopters on the city of Douma, Syria, uh, with filled with chlorine gas and sarin, they killed 70 people. And in response to Assad killing his own people with chemical weapons, the United States launched 52 Tomahawk missiles, blew up the airbase and the chemical plant where those uh, chemicals were produced. That was a response by the US military to the actions of a leader who used chemical weapons on his own uh, citizens. So let me ask you just a, a question. Do you think that the military would have a plan if Joe Biden decided to use chemical weapons on, on American citizens? So if Joe Biden decided to use chemical weapons on American citizens and killed several hundred thousand American citizens, do you think the military would have a plan to remove him from office? Yes, they have a plan to do that. They have to. Uh, the military is responsible for national security. That's their primary responsibility. Any threat to national security, the military has to have a plan to address that threat. If they don't have a plan to address a threat and that threat happens and they're caught with no plan to deal with it, they're caught off guard, they're up a creek without a paddle. And the military has to plan for those types of threats. Ever since the 1930s, when Hitler and Mussolini rose to power in Europe, I would imagine the military has probably had a plan to deal with a situation where an American president uh, became a threat to this, our own citizens. Now, it hasn't happened yet that a president has turned into you know, a vicious dictator like Mussolini or Hitler who decided to kill millions of their own citizens. But that possibility has existed. And I guarantee you the military has a plan to remove a president from power if they became a ruthless dictator, okay? So to say that there is no plan is kind of uh, naive or maybe ignorant. There is a plan, I guarantee it. The military has a plan, an operational plan, that if the president does this, we're gonna do this. If the president does that, we're gonna do this. Um, there has to be a plan in place to remove a president from office if they become a dictator. So the question that I would ask you is not whether there is a plan by the military. The real question is what red line would have to be crossed in order for the military to put that plan into operation. And I would suggest to you that what God has shown me through these dreams, the military storms that I saw, uh, I think that posted that dream a couple weeks ago, and then the subsequent dreams about the military interacting with higher education, the military um, cracking down on 
civilian communications, different radio, um, citizen band radios and, and ham radios. I had a series of dreams where I saw various ways in which a military was going to have a change in, in operation that was going to affect different parts of society. I had an interesting dream two nights ago, I'll tell you about. Um, the return of the king. So in this dream, and all throughout the election, from right before the election until the inauguration, I was having dreams about the election. The morning, of the, the morning that Joe Biden was inaugurated, I had a dream where Mike Pompeo was sending out tweets to the deep state, letting them know he and Trump were not leaving. <laughs> and then I had that dream about the military storms. I think that was on the, I think on the 19th, the day before. So I had a dream two nights ago, the return of the king. So in this dream, I saw a man who was in the line of succession to become king. And there were many people in line in front of him who also had the right to become king. So in the dream, I just watched him and he waited and he waited and he waited as one person after another made excuses why they were not going to ascend to the throne. Nobody wanted the, the position of king. So he, he just patiently sat there and he waited. One person would make their excuse and then it would, the, the opportunity would go to another person. That person would be asked. They would kind of you know fumble around for a while and then eventually decide they weren't interested. And this guy waited and waited until it was his turn to be king. And when it was finally his turn, he, he came to the city where he was going to be uh, coronated as king. And he didn't take the throne right away because the kingdom was in debt. <laughs> so he waited. He waited until all of the liens and the debts of that nation were wiped out. Until they were all gone. And then he ascended to the throne. Now, that dream, I think, illustrates symbolically what Donald Trump is doing. Trump is the rightful president. All right. President King. Uh, Trump is the rightful president. Uh, the election was stolen. We all know it. And I think that dream symbolizes the fact that Trump is waiting for an opportunity to let other people try to be king and fail. And one of the issues that we we know that Trump has to deal with is the debt. $27 trillion in debt, by the way. So what does Trump do about all that debt and the central banking system? Uh, well, wouldn't it be interesting if some events happen between now and Oh, maybe three or four months from now, when all of our debt gets erased. Collapse of the central banking system, maybe. I actually wrote a book about that in 2014 because God gave me a series of dreams where I saw the collapse of the financial markets, collapse of the central banks. Everything was wiped out. Uh, that's in my book, A Kingdom View of Economic Collapse. If you're interested in checking it out, it's an ebook. You can get it on Amazon. It, to me, it's, it's kind of interesting that God is showing me these different aspects of what I believe is, you know, is what, what is going to happen with, with President Trump. Um, in, 
I don't know if it was late November, early December, I had um, two dreams that I want to talk about. One of which was a dream where I was with a group of people and we were waiting. Waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for something. Now in the dream, I didn't know what we were waiting for. It was just sort of a, a general, we were just waiting for this thing to happen and everyone was waiting. And it got to be such a long time. A lot of people gave up hope. They just quit. They gave up hope. They thought this is never going to happen. It's pointless to wait for this. It's never going to happen. Some people gave up hope. I didn't. I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. It just seemed like forever we were waiting for this thing. And right at the very end of the dream, right before I woke up, boom, the thing that we were waiting for happened. But it took an enormously long amount of time for this thing to happen. Now, the reason I bring that up is all of the dreams I was having during that time, November to December, they were all related to the election. And I kind of assumed that this dream uh, portrayed symbolically the idea that we were going to get the election outcome we wanted. It was just going to take a very, very long time for it to happen. All right, then I had another dream within a week of that one where I was outside of a church building and I was consoling brokenhearted people. So uh, there, was this, there was this church and there was kind of a, a, a paver stone driveway around it and there was a wall on the outside. And I was between the wall and the church. And there was this driveway, people were coming and going in and out of the church and everybody I met was brokenhearted. They were just weeping and just sad beyond belief. One person would walk up to me, they'd put their head on my shoulder and they would start crying. I would put my head on their shoulder and I would start crying. We'd just sit there and cry. And these people were just just devastated. And I didn't know what they were, were sad about. But one person after another would come up to me, put their head on their shoulder, they would start crying, I would start crying with them. We just went through this during the dream. And that was, it was, it was with that dream that I kind of suspected that the election was not going to turn out the way everyone had hoped. Um, you know, a lot of prophetic people have seen Trump having a second term in office. I, I never did. Um, God has shown me a lot of things about Trump and a lot of things about the election. And I did not see in any of my dreams um, the election outcome that we wanted. Uh, I saw a delayed process. And I saw a lot of brokenhearted people. So when everyone else was sort of like, we're going to do this, we're going to get it, you know, it's going to, Trump's, it's going to turn it around. Trump's going to, I was like, I, I don't know. I think we're in for some disappointment here. I, that, that's just what I felt from those dreams. I felt long term, we were going to get the result we wanted. I thought in the short term, it was going to be a, a very disappointing, devastating uh, time for a lot of people. And that's kind of how it's playing out right now. So uh, the reason I'm putting this all out here is to let you know that um, God has shown me, he has been faithful and he has shown me a lot of uh, things through dreams, warnings, uh, both good and bad. He shows me the bad things that are coming so I can prepare for them, getting deplatformed. He shows me the good things that are coming so I can encourage people with you know, the hope that things are going to change. Uh, I, I don't do a lot of broadcasts right now 
uh, for some very specific reasons. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the uh, powers that be are not very fond of certain people with political viewpoints. And I don't really want to be the guy getting the knock on the door at three o'clock in the morning. So I am trying to mind my P's and Q's as much as I can so I don't become a target <clears throat> of the Department of Injustice. That is primarily why I am not saying a lot on social media right now. It's not because I'm discouraged. It's not because I've given up hope. It's because I am being very careful about what I say, measuring my words very carefully. Uh, and until the rightful king returns, that is how I'm going to be. Uh, this uh, video will be up on CloudHub, and I'm gradually moving my entire video library to CloudHub. I'm uploading my videos there. I'll be live streaming there. And that is where I'm going to be hosting uh, my videos. Uh, you, if you want to message me, you can private message me on CloudHub. That is where I'm at. C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B, CloudHub. That is my new social media platform. Uh, I don't plan to do any like regular nightly live streaming like I did before. It That workflow is insane. I don't know how people do that daily thing. I did it for two or three months and I couldn't do it. I had no time to do anything else. It's just too work intensive and I need my time to write. So I will be writing. I'll be doing some broadcasts, but I wanted to give you a little testimony on Testimony Tuesday of my dreams and the faithfulness of God and let you know that I think things are going to get better. I don't have a, uh, I'm not going to make a prediction on time frame, but I believe that uh, things are going to get better. And let me finish with one thing here in Arizona. Uh, there are thousands of people who are working to get signatures to recall the Maricopa County board of supervisors. That is the kind of thing we need to be doing. Um, I, you know, some people can't, get this whole idea that, you know, like I can endorse the idea that military is eventually going to step in and do something. But I'm also endorsing uh, the idea that we need to be involved and we need to hold elected leaders accountable. Uh, we need to be going to our county uh, and state election boards and election commissions. We need to hold these people accountable who allowed a fraudulent election to occur. We need to hold them accountable. We need to hold Congress accountable. We need to reelect uh, people with integrity. And we need to use the legal system of you know, recalling Governor Newsom, recalling your board of elections. There's, there's a legal process, legal recourse we have to get rid of these uh, elected leaders who have kind of ripped us off and given us a, a bad bill of goods. We need to be involved in these things. Also, I think we need to be aware that I, I think there's a very good chance that the military is going to step in at some point and make things right. We need to be doing both. Uh, trusting the plan, trusting the military doesn't mean sitting on your butt doing nothing. <laughs> you can do both. I can walk and chew gum. We need to be involved in, in civic organizations. We need to be uh, doing what we can to... Uh, help address corruption through the legal process, but we also need to, I think, understand that there's, we're, we're getting to a point where uh, the military, I don't think is gonna have a choice but to step in. And I'm not going to go any further into that other than to say, I think the military will be compelled uh, 
to step in. Sort of like if you've read how um, in, in the Old Testament, God would draw a king into battle against another king. Even though that king wouldn't necessarily want to get into that battle, God has a way of making it happen. I think even if the military is not interested in getting involved in this whole Joe Biden administration, I think God is going to make it so that they don't have a choice. Alrighty, that is my message for today. Uh, thank you for keeping me and Denise in prayer. Please continue to keep us in prayer. Keep the president in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.